You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. That's where the love goo comes in. And folks, that's the way we'll start it, with the love goo coming right on into episode 271 of Geekiest Show Ever of our bi-weekly fornic- for- format, not fornication combo. Good Lord. <laughs> Uh, two weeks off and our mind turns to jelly. Apparently. Oh, this may not be good or this might be good for us, depending on how you look at it. This is very true. And yes, folks, we have a full house. We have two of a kind. I'm not going to let you all figure out which two are kind. The gang's all here. Two times in a row. There you go. So we have we have Elisa, as I said, in my upper left. Hello. Melissa's in the lower left. And Mike's Clouds. all on the right Clouds by himself. <laughs> That's kind of the story of my life, but I won't get into that. So, <laughs> oh, please indulge us. So, uh, no, no. But we first we have to start with Mark's favorite part of the uh, show, and I and I do want to give a shout out to all our listeners and fans and friends in Florida. Uh, God be with you, because I know you're going through some really tough times, just as the people in Houston did a couple weeks ago. So, thoughts and prayers with you all. So. But our weather here has been lovely today. We had a high of about 65, so a little warm. but Or 68, I mean, a little warm, but, you know, it's getting... Don't talk to me about warm. I know. (laughs) And then the rest of the week... Indulge yourself. Yeah, the rest of the week we're going to be in the mid-70s, so hot. And then, uh, but with some rain, so that it'll cool down. It was actually 48 degrees when I got up this morning. It was lovely. I went outside in my shorts and my t-shirt and everything was hunky-dory. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hear about your hunky-dory. Yeah, my hunky was all dory. So there we go. <laughs> now here... Did you find Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> it, it sucks here because, uh, you know, today was close the pool day. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I openly wept. But... <laughs> But it's been, uh, last week was pretty cool, but this week is actually going to be nice. It's going to hit 80, allegedly, yeah. on Tuesday and Wednesday and be in the high 70s the rest of the week. Oof. That sounds gross. So that makes me a little bit happier. But, you know, it's it's fall. Even though it's not technically fall, it's fall. It's where it's cooler in the, in the morning, then it warms up during the day, then it gets cooler in the afternoon, and it's usually warmer outside than it is in my house. You ought to get that fixed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you just described a custodian's nightmare because, um, yeah, our temperature here is supposed to be mid-80s through the week. So um, it's going to be um, – mid-80s won't be so bad. The air conditioning that they've you know installed at the school will probably work. But last week was a little tough because it was – uh, it wasn't warm enough for the air conditioning to run, but it wasn't cool enough for the heat to run. And so you're in that place where it's a little bit cool and then you have to have the uh, the ventilators running in the room for air circulation and all this kind of stuff. So you have a lot of com- people, people complaining at you that it's too cool in the room, but you can't do anything to warm it up because, again, it's not warm enough for the uh, – the uh, boilers to run and circulate heat. So and then I have to explain to people, you know, it's just this weird time of year. Please put a couple extra layers on or put some long sleeves on and tough it out. They really don't like to hear that. They want a, the, a warehouse size building to be as comfortable as their home. 
not easy to do. Well, you're talking to a guy that still has the AC running full blast, ceiling fans going, you know, even at mm-hmm. 50 degrees outside. So I'm not quite mm-hmm. the right audience for that. So Mike no. lives in purgatory and I live in hell. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. So how is your weather, Melissa? You really want to know. It never changes. <laughs> it's actually going to get quite balmy towards the end of the week and then 95 will be our lowest yeah 102 tomorrow 104 tuesday 102 wednesday and then the high 80s for the rest of the week i was thinking you know we have this this poor little puppy that i want to take her out and teach her you know how to walk on a leash and you know we take her out sometimes but i think to myself my gosh this poor dog i mean (laughs) we want to we play with her enough and we run around the house and everything like that but I want to take her out, and I just really can't. It's just so stinking hot. Cook her little feet on the sidewalk, too. Yeah, yeah. that, too. That's the problem. Yep. that The the hot sidewalks, and I mean, hot macadam everywhere. So, yeah, it's it's too hot to put them down, and her little tongue just, like, hangs out the whole time. And, you know, it's just not fair to her. So we just play inside. Macadam, that's a phrase you don't hear used very often. Really? I, I mean, I know about it because, of, you know, I, I don't know. Do the listeners, un, do, does anybody besides... You uh, macadam is? Never heard of it. What? Macadam is a term for asphalt. When they first started paving streets, it was, they macadamized, I think is how they used to say it. That was hard surface roads. That was the name of the guy that invented it. And it eventually became what we now know as asphalt. <laughs> the more you know, bing. <laughs> yeah, this is that the sad shit it. that fills my brain. That's okay. interesting. I thought you guys, I thought you would know, especially since you're from the East. I, every I once in a while, I live out here, I, a word pops out of my mouth and people look at me like, what? Like, what I, What did I say? <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard, I know I've heard, well, I think the first, I don't remember whether I heard the term or read it in a history book. I can't remember which time I first heard it and that's how I found out what I mean. But McAdam is the name of the Scottish guy that invented the the asphalt or what we now modern refer to as modernly refer to as asphalt see when i was a little kid in elementary school our playground was macadam they would the teachers would say go out to the macadam go out play you know that's what that Mm. meant go out to the macadam meant it was time to go play dodgeball or kickball or whatever and yeah, that's well, that's what you said. Go out to the macadam. <laughs> a- asphalt. I injured myself must... quite a lot on that damn macadam too. I was going to say you guys must bounce off of that because <laughs> down down at the elementary we have like P rock all over the place. We're trying to get rid of that, but oh. yeah, I mean, uh, of course, you know, back then we when we were when when I was a youngster, uh, you know, we used to have uh, things where you, uh, jungle gyms that you'd climb around <laughs> right. on, and and we had this one. Um, merry-go-round um that it was i forget how many people would see it was like a i think an eight-sided uh merry-go-round and it had these things on there where you could pump so you put so there's three stations on there where you could pump and you put like six people on there and you get that thing pumping i'm surprised we didn't go into orbit and then some poor schmuck falls uh, will climb out there in the middle fall down and get drugged by the stupid thing Uh yeah i mean you know this is when you know kids were kids and you know uh health insurance was iffy uh, it was before before uh, the dawning of our litigious society yeah I, I think my generation is some of the last generation of kids that, that can say that we played on asphalt or macadam and had monkey bars and jungle gyms that were made out of rebar <laughs> we played on rebar for crying out loud ours were just iron that? 
ours were iron pipes just welded rebar? together. What is rebar? Yeah. Rebar? It's the stuff they put in concrete to reinforce it. The metal rods you see in concrete. Am I an alien today? No. <laughs> Th- this week I've in never regional, heard these terms. <laughs> this week in regional dialects. Because uh, I was going to say, we usually call it pavement up here, you know, kind of a generic oh. for asphalt or concrete. But yeah. uh, What do you call the, the, the thing that your, your monkey uh, bars and jungle gyms are made out of? Those are either made out metal. of around here, they're made out of wood or metal. They yeah, were metal, metal when I was a kid. Rebar, I mean, it was... Well, Rebar would have the grips on it. I mean, this would be uh, this would be better yeah. because it's yeah. got the little grips on there for your fingers to hold on. It's just not smooth. It's got the little little grooves on it. Walk yeah. by a construction site sometime, and you'll see that it's just it's about uh, what half an inch. It can go up to inch one inch in diameter. And everything. I mean, you you could yeah. always see like where your hands had been, and we had our flipping bars. I mean, oh my gosh, I I just I think back to this. It's a wonder I survived. I don't know that I that I turned out okay, but I survived. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had, had some stuff to climb on, and everything was metal, metal and chains. Yeah, yes. Oh, we used to uh, have this awesome back in Pennsylvania. I guess we had this awesome merry-go-round when I was. That's what we called it anyway. When I was mm-hmm. in elementary school, and man, you couldn't get through a week without somebody getting their ass drug across the dirt and scun mm-hmm. up on that thing. Oh yeah. And, and it was, I mean, it was this giant thing that you could get, like, 20 kids on. Yeah. But, I mean, you'd get two or three on there, and then the rest of us would run this thing around in a circle until it was going so damn fast. That's, yeah. that's what we had. Mm-hmm. What, we had, had bars too. on it. it. It had bars on it so that people could sit in between yeah. the bars, but then you'd pile people in the middle. And then oh, you'd yeah. trying to, like, on grab on to the that going around. Grab, that would grab the handle and just run, 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 run real fast till you threw yep. up. Exactly. Well, yeah, and and like yeah. you know, when you were a dad back in the day, that was your job. Like I remember my dad or our uncle or like somebody like that was the the big dude's job was to come over and push the kids. You know, give them a good spin, kind of like the Wheel of Fortune. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and ours was uh, we had one of those too where you pushed around, but this one here was like you had uh, it had. Um, you know, I mean, you could pump it, so you could sit there. And you get, and this was a, a fairly big one. It was probably, oh, I'm you know, probably as a kid, it seemed huge, but it was probably uh, now that I'm older, it's probably smaller. But I want to say it's probably about 15 feet in diameter, I suppose, roughly, mm-hmm. with uh, wood benches on there you could sit, yep. sit on, and it was uh, steel on the inside, gr- uh, grid work or you know, girder type uh, construction in there, all pie shaped and tied together, and uh, you could just sit there and really pump on that thing. Well, we had something we called we had something we called the monkey bars. It was basically uh-huh. pipes all welded together. Yeah, it looked like a Rubik's cube elevated off the ground, except it was hollow. And yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. That was made out of rebar. And you'd hang backwards and crack like your Q-Bert. head open. Do you remember Cupert? Cupert, yeah. It, it was kind of like that. Like it was all oh. it's all like a. Um, metal pipes that were all welded and fitted together mm-hmm. and it would rust and but yeah you would climb it like that's that's what i think of as a, as a jungle gym and then I mean, we had these it was all it was all cubes and you felt yeah. like you were cubert <laughs> and we had these awesome teeter-totters or seesaws oh, yeah. whatever you want to call them that were probably about 20 feet long and if you were up in the air you were about seven and a half feet up maybe yeah, eight what, yeah. yeah we call that a seesaw but i know other people call it a teeter-totter or no yeah. there's there's a swing that we call a teeter-totter that i know other people call a seesaw yeah but we had that and we had these great swings these things were hanging off of the the main support yeah, it was an a-frame and uh-huh. the main support was probably about 15 feet in the air Mm-hmm. And you could swing, and you could get way the hell up in the air. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. But did you but, jump off like I did? I used to yeah. jump off. Uh-huh. Yes. No, never did that. <laughs> the people would have competitions to see if they could uh, get it even with the bar, try to uh-huh. pump it up there. And we had right. one kid fall off, and he fell off backwards onto the uh, – uh, we had a um, – to keep cars out, not to keep people out, but to keep cars out, we had these posts that was out, oh, probably about two, three feet out of the ground with a two-by-six in between them there. And so he fell out on uh, – hit that two-by-six because it was only about 10 feet away from the uh, – probably not even 10 feet away from the uh, swing there. Fell out back words broke his arm uh you know um the yeah. kind of thing that you get your butt sued for today but yeah um, that's just it that's why we don't that's why we can't have yeah. nice things anymore because uh. everybody wants to sue their asses off I that, that happened to us i mean you know i don't want to go into too many details but that happened to us we had a kid come over to visit us and he played on our on our back uh our backyard swing and and made a really dumb decision and hurt himself and we had to we basically got sued and had to dip into our homeowners uh, insurance so yeah mm. we can't can't have nice things because of that so right. i i get i do you know as much as i like to to wax nostalgic about it i do get a little up in arms when people are like oh uh, kids can't be kids today yeah well it's all your ass's faults because you know your generation sues the pants off everybody so we yeah. can't have that fun stuff anymore, and everything's got to be practically freaking bubble wrapped because everybody sues everybody. This summer, when uh, we were on vacation, um, my mom took us on one of these really cool train rides out in Pennsylvania. And I, I love trains, and uh, we were going on this uh, on this on this route that took us by this old playground. And I swear it was like it looked like the scene from a horror movie, like stuff was all grown over. But all those things that you were describing just now were in this playground and it looked like like the scene from a movie because it you could tell that it hadn't been played on in so long like stuff was growing over it and there was moss and i mean he just looked out and just had this eerie sense of like how many children have died here <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know the other thing but that... it's, it's sad but it's true i mean people got hurt but back then, you took responsibility for your own actions. And yeah, exactly Tommy it. made a dumbass decision. Mm-hmm. Now we got to take you to the hospital and get stitches, or, you know, now you got to wear a neck brace. I mean, you know, I don't mean to make people who have actually legitimately got hurt feel bad. But, you know, you, when you're a kid and you play and you make dumb choices, you learn from it the hard way. Now, as parents, we learn from it the hard way because those other parents sue us. And it's just, it just sucks. Ugh, yeah. Well, you know, we had this great thing where we could, we, we used to go up and ride our bikes around the elementary school I went to. It had this like concrete, we called it a racetrack for lack of a better thing because we'd ride like bat out of hell. And then you could go down this hill and it was all sidewalk. And you could go down the hill, concrete sidewalk, and the sidewalk would get you going really fast, and then emptied out into a blind street corner. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We played at a dead end. We had we had a, a dead end at our at the end of our road that it just didn't go anywhere. And yeah, we had that too. Since changed, now it's a road that goes somewhere. But man, I mean, we could sled when it snowed. You could just hop on the sled and go like a bat out of hell down that road and just end up in a snowbank, and it was so much fun. Oh yeah, we used to do it. I mean, we had a we had a dead end, and when they finally came through and put public sewer in, because when I was growing up, we still had drain fields, but then they put the public sewer system in, and they had this for months and months. They had this giant pile of dirt down at the end of the street. Man, we'd get at the top of the street and down the street as fast as we go, hit that pile of dirt, and you could get ten feet in the air. It felt like when you hit that. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, and when. Uh, 
I, I think I mentioned before, my brothers and sisters are considerably older than me. So they went to uh, their uh, first through eighth grade years. They went to a country uh, school uh, just around the curves from us, uh, you know, not even a quarter of a mile. And so at recess on the other side of the hill, uh, road, there was this uh, uh, ravine. We called it a ravine. It was a big hill there. And so during the wintertime, they would go out there with their sleds and they would go sledding. And at the bottom of this uh, hill was a creek and there was a couple springs in there. So they kind of had to be careful so that they wouldn't go into the spring. Uh, spring and get wet. And if they did, well, you know what? They were wet. And I think my brother was sledding down there one time on the old um, radio flyer. No, radio flyer was the uh, wagon. wagon. Yeah, I forget what the sled was, but you had the wooden slats on it. I think one of the slats was broke. Was there a brand name for the sled? I can't remember. It no, was, they had uh, radio flyer sleds, too. Did they? I, yeah, I'm thinking they may have. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was something like that. It had the wood slats on there, and you could put, you could sit on it and put your feet there and steer the front by mm-hmm. pushing on that bar. But he was laying on it, and he hit a rock because there was rocks out there. He had the, I mean, this was a, a pasture. There we don't have rocks anymore. Rocks out there. <laughs> we got, yeah. all, got rid of all the rocks, too. Yeah, we got our rocks off. But anyway, uh, he was oh, going down there, and he hit a rock, and I think he, uh, uh, or he hit a bump anyway, and then this slat kind of hit him in the leg, and, you know, uh, he I think he has a scar there, yeah, uh, on his leg from that. But, I mean, you know, it wasn't – they were just out there having fun. And like I said, you had to dodge the uh, springs. You had to dodge the rocks. Uh, In the summertime, you had to dodge the cow pies. I mean, you know, that was uh, – you know, that's what we grew up. You learned about the world around you and, you know, like I said, taking responsibility and thinking things through. And, you know, know, (laughs) now we're in the days of here, hold my beer. Uh, And we have people out there doing stuff, but, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that we should put our children at risk, but you do, you know, if you do stupid crap, you can learn not to do it again. I I do firmly believe in natural consequences. And what what sucks about being a parent nowadays is that's that's a right that you don't get to exercise freely because you could get sued. Because, I mean, you know, there's parents getting arrested because they let their kids play outside unsupervised. You know, that, that happens. There's actually laws. I had to look it up because my son's 11 and he's now at that age where, you know, he, he doesn't get sick very often. But when he does and he needs to stay home from school and I've been working more, it's like, oh, crap, now what am I going to do? And uh, we're running into that. And so I've, I've left him home alone a couple of times. Maybe I shouldn't be broadcasting that. But no, no, it's all legit legal. But I had to look it up. Because another parent that lived somewhere else, I think it was a grandparent, had said, oh, yeah, my daughter got in trouble for that because she let her 12-year-old stay home or, or, or out to play or something. I was like, oh, really? I need to look this shit up? <laughs> sure enough, I did. And, you know, luckily, the I, I don't think there is an age in my state. But there are actually laws on the books for certain states that they have to be a certain age before they can be left home. Now, of course, that it also speaks to neglect and, you know, if something, you know, let's just say, but that's just it, though, because it is such a litigious society, because so much can go wrong so quickly. Let's say I did leave my kid home alone and, you know, I tell you and I tell everybody on those podcasts that he's a responsible kid and that, you know, he knows how to dial 911 and all that. And he knows how to take care of himself and, and he knows what not to do and all that kind of stuff. But that one time that like maybe something goes wrong, you know, something falls in the house or something, just one little thing. I get looked at as the bad parent because because in addition to all the litigiousness out there, is that a word? Then we have the parent shaming. So now we're so shamed to the point where. No, we don't want to take our kids outside. No, we don't want to let them ride their bikes for fear that somebody's going to say something somewhere and then we're going to get in trouble. So, it, you know, you, you got to you got to be a kid and learn by making mistakes 
when you were a child and when you were small during your formative years when it really mattered and you could apply it. But now what the hell are we supposed to do as parents? Yeah. That didn't really compute. Yeah, we <laughs> that didn't I, cross over. I mean, we we kind of let our kids run a little bit. We don't let them run too wild, but we do let them. You know, if they want to ride their bikes up and down the streets, because um, we live off of a we live a couple streets back from the main drag, so that's it's okay for them to go out and ride up and down the main street. Uh, I'm more worried about the idiots that I have that live at one end of my street that figure it's a it's the Daytona 500 when they leave their driveway to get to the stop sign, you know, 200 yards away. So, but that's, that's a different problem. I don't know that that has changed, but there's something different about it because I feel the same way. Like, I don't worry. I would love to be able to send my kids out and say, go get, you know, I do. And I, I tell them sometimes when it's not so freaking hot out here, I do say, go out and get dirty, you know, go, go play. And it does kind of make me smile when they do come in and they're all filthy and stuff. And, you know, cause that's what they should be doing. I feel anyway, because that's how we grew up. And I wish that I could give them the childhood that I had where we would just hop on our bikes and my mom would be like, bye-bye, see ya. I mean, we wouldn't come home until the streetlights came on. And I don't know, maybe I, you know, it's like you said, Mike, you know, maybe, maybe it's actually small when you think about it, maybe I romanticize a little bit, but I just remember our parents just not having to be forced to be on top of us so much. And we did well play unsupervised a lot of the time. And I, and I just don't feel like I can do that with my kids though. And, you know, maybe it's because I live in a small town, but as you're saying that, I remember a few times that it would be dinner time and I would stand out on the front sidewalk and I'd be yelling at my kids to come home because they were in the neighborhood somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say small town, you know, uh, hopefully, although, you know, weird crap happens everywhere, but, you know, and my kids are crap. One more year, my son's the oldest son's going to turn 30. But um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm starting to feel a tad old here. But, um, you know, and, you know, so this is like 15, 20 years ago, roughly. Uh, and, you know, they would be outside and, you know, we would just yell at them to come home. But they were playing with the other neighborhood kids and we weren't, you know, that concerned. The only thing we told them was don't go off to, to the don't play out on the street to the west of the house here because that's kind of the one that comes into town. And again, it's like Kevin said, we have a few idiots here that even though it's supposed to be a 25 mile an hour uh, street, I've seen people going down that street 45 miles an hour, you know. Uh, golf course on one side, but residential area on the other side. And there's been a few times I thought, you know, somebody was going to get, you know, clipped and they haven't. But, you know, that was the one restriction, stay away from there. But otherwise, yeah, they would run around and just kind of keep us informed where, where we're, you're at so we can find you and track you down. Uh, well, we then, had neighbors know, back then that would, yeah. you know, know about your whereabouts. I mean, now I laugh, I laugh, but it's, it's, it's partly true. I mean, now we have it online where I'm looking out for some of my, you know, mom friends, kids like, oh, did you know your daughter has an Instagram because uh, she's following me? Are you OK with that? You know, but back then it was it wasn't digital it was analog. I mean, we had a neighborhood where neighbors knew each other and knew kids and you could play at so and so's mom's house. And, you know, we didn't have we had seatbelts back then. And sometimes we didn't. But, you know, there were times when one mom would just come and, and you knew who that was. And yep, I'm bringing you, I'm taking you home today. And six kids would pile into a Volkswagen Beetle, you know, with no seatbelts and kids would sit on top of each other. And you could do that back then. You could get away with that. And you just can't do that now. Welcome it's just to not this the very same. special episode of Biggest <laughs> Memories Ever. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Before we get too far down this road, I'll, I'll bring us back to, we actually have <laughs> topics. Saying, please. We have I, say, I hear this rumor we have show notes. Yes, we do. We have show notes, and wow. they're somewheres. Anyway, yeah. uh, the one thing, the main thing I wanted to talk about because of it being timely is 
what are we all expecting uh, to hear at Apple's big event on Tuesday that I won't get to see, but that's beside the point until probably Wednesday. Anyway, but uh, but I know Elisa has special interest in what she might hear on uh, on no, Tuesday. I don't. No. <laughs> Maybe to get something new again? No, 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 no. no She's no, ready no. to switch to Android. <laughs> no, no, no. No. They're going to announce an iPhone that's going to be way too expensive. I will not be upgrading. Yeah, I know. From what I'm understanding, $1,000 to start? To start? I, I want to see like a spreadsheet on this. I want to see the numbers. That's really that. So what do you what do you think is going to be the lowest gigabytes? Are we talking 64? I think I think you're going to see, yeah, $1,000, 64 gigabytes. 128 and 256 is what I'm hearing. And the 64 you think is going to start at a grand or 999 probably or 998. Don't they use 98? I think they're a 99 type of company. That's just, that's just crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be upgrading because I love. But in reality, that's really, I mean, not to minimize it, but to put it in perspective, is it, it's probably about, I want to say around $200 more Let's put it this way. This iPhone 7 Plus I have that I bought maxed out, I mean, this is the top of the line, as of you can still currently order it, was just <laughs> under a grand. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Mm. So you can only imagine what the, if it's going to be called the 8, the, the iPhone 10, the iPhone X, the iPhone Pro, I think that's what it was. <laughs> the I new think iPhone. The IPP, Did, whatever it is. Was there a rumor that said addition? iPhone edition. Could, which yeah, I've seen. That was another one. Is it? Yep. They're all over is the it place. The tenth anniversary. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's sounding like you know you're going to start at a thousand dollars for around sixty four gigs, but you might be able to for fifteen hundred dollars get in for five hundred and twelve gig phone. Yeah, I I, I just can't. I've just been happy it. with uh, the sixty four. I mean, I wouldn't be happy with that price, but I would definitely do the sixty four again because, I mean, I bumped up from a sixteen. Because then they got rid of the 32, so I went from 16 to 64, and I'm, you know, I've got almost 50,000 pictures in in the cloud, and I still have five gigabytes left on my on my phone because of the way that it well, cycles things. I I've guess the question I'm the question I'm begging to ask is at what point does Apple shoot themselves in the foot by you know with their pricing? I mean, you know, uh, the the phones are good, and and they'd better add a lot of stuff, you know, if they're going to start at a thousand dollars other than just, you know, storage, um, this thing had better be, you know, awful good. And is this, and that's, and I guess I haven't paid much attention to Apple after I switched over to Android, but, um, is that going to be for the, uh, that's not going to be for the plus, is it? Right. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's all doom and gloom, right? My hope is that in traditional Apple style that they will under promise and over deliver that in other words, the hype that's, that's circulating. Cause that is the hype. The hype is that it's the base phone that's going to be a thousand dollars. And my hope is that maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's just people injecting that into, you know, some kind of rumor mill or something. That would be great, but I'm not going to, I'm going to try to temper my expectations. Well, I think the other side to it too, is while they're talking about this super phone, the iPhone pro, we'll just use it that way. Or as I heard it called today and I liked it, the IPP, the, um, 
<laughs> oh, wait, I've got to go to the restroom now. <laughs> um, they're also going to have a 7S model. In other words, taking and upgrading like what I have, you know, as they stand, as they normally do. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what they're going to have, and I'm excited to see it. But there ain't no way in hell I'm buying into it. No. One thing I would like them to not do is drop the number. Some people are like, yes, no more numbers. iPhone 6, iPhone 7. No more numbers. It's just iPhone. Mm. Problem with that is when you introduce the next iPhone, how do you say, I want the old iPhone? It's easier to say, I'm not buying the iPhone 7 when it was released, but I'll upgrade to the iPhone 6. People know what you're talking about. about People know what you're talking about. And when you go to purchase it, they go, okay, I know which one you're talking about. They can grab the right item instead of saying, no, I yeah, so I don't want the one that was just released two weeks ago. I want the one that was released last year. Oh, the old new iPhone. Like the iPads. It's the getting harder to talk God. about the iPads, don't you right. think? Right. Yeah. Oh, no, I do. I agree. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's... Are you talking about what will used to be the iPad Air? Are you talking about <laughs> the basic iPad? Are you talking about as the As much iPad as you Pro? want to drop numbers from everything, people are going to reassign the numbers back because even though they, they didn't really have them, well, they sort of had them. They had the iPad 2, the iPad 3. Then I think they dropped it for the fourth gen because I always call mine the fourth gen. See, yeah. I had to add a number. And now it's the iPad 10 and a half inch and the, and the iPad Pro. So you're always going to interject some, you're going to add a number on there. You're going to give it a nickname. So they better stand firm with their nomenclature. They better yeah. they better well, stick to it and keep their numbering system. Well, you've got the iPad. This I- makes it easier. Yeah, yeah and it you've does. got the iPad Pro 10 and a half inch. You've got the iPad Pro 12.9 inch. Right. And then you have what, what, what Mike just bought, the iPad. Right, right. which is what just I want to say. There's three yeah. size Pros, right? Isn't there the 9? Mm-hmm. No, the 9.75 got eliminated. Okay, okay, and, yeah, the, and the mini's still for available. It's available, but I mean, I don't think there's going to be a they're mini not, four. Yeah, they're not no. updating it, right? This is. Yeah, this I, is I think that that size is going this, by the wayside because of the plus, right? Yeah. Exactly. I think that the plus is kind of cannibalized the mini. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what they do, just because I want to see how many of the rumors came true. I want to see some it's of the like new bingo. stuff they've talked about. Uh, the facial recognition, if it turns out to be true, yeah, that oh, creeps me out. I can't no, wrap my head around. I don't like that How idea. How am I going to use it in the dark? I'm always using my iPhone somewhere in the dark in bed. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a mom. I've got kids. I've always got to be on the download. Like, I've always got to hide my shit, you know? But I'm also How am I going to use like, it? What happens in a case like Mike and Kevin? They have they have beard. Mm-hmm. They yeah. shave your face. You shave. You get clean shaven. Yep. Is it still going yep. to recognize you or is it strictly through the eyes? What happens if you get Bell's palsy and the side of your face droops or you have a stroke or, you know, any of that kind of stuff? I mean, there's yeah. so many things. Well, what if you get pregnant? You know, there's so many things that can change your facial structure so rapidly that I just, I just, well, I don't know. I, I, I know don't people know. say, oh, we said this about Touch ID and it wouldn't work. And But I'm here to tell you it still doesn't work because I work with older people that either their blood pressure medication screws up their pulse or they just don't have the elasticity or their skin is really dry. So I still think there's going to be those sorts of problems. Well, I've used, uh, we'll have to see how Apple does it, because Apple has this tendency to take stuff and kind of screw it up, Surrey. Um, 
Um, and I hope that they tweak that thing. And they, I, it was it Frederiki. Was he put in charge? Who was put in charge of Siri? Uh, now I saw it. And I kind of forgot who it was. Anyway, they're putting somebody, uh, somebody else in charge. So maybe they'll get it so that it'll actually understand what the heck I say. But you know, having fooled around with putting pictures into Google and using their face recognition. They do it surprisingly well, and I've had it where I put in pictures of my kids, and it would, you know, as they aged, it actually did it. But there was a few times that you got false positives. That it yeah. looks like somebody, but you sit, you go in there, you tell it, no, this is not uh, them, and it it does pretty a pretty good job of finding those pictures. So if it's done right, so in other words, if somebody other than Apple does it, um, or I guess maybe I'm they a little- hire a woman to do it. I mean, we are talking about. A woman talking to you in your phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it depends on how it's done. So that may be okay. And now that I've gotten the, um, you know, my my iPad and my Android has the fingerprint sensor on there. So I've gotten an experiment with it. And that is kind of nice, the fingerprint part. So if you could do it with facial recognition and have it be good. Right, uh, pull it off. Yeah, so I said I've gotten to suffer through the five or the five S. Remember, it it came out on the five S, and it was kind of like it works, but you have to like scan the same finger three times, and then sometimes you have to delete the fingerprints and then add them back in. And then the six S was like, oh my god, it's so fast that no, I didn't really mean to unlock my phone. Thank you very much. And we all had to like retrain our muscle memory around just either tapping it with your fingernail or learning how to use the side button instead. So. Yeah, I get. I I agree what you're saying. I mean, if they can pull it off like they did with Touch ID, but I fully expect we're good, there's going to be growing pains. Well, I, I mean, I don't use the fingerprint sensor on my phone, and I've talked about that before mm-hmm. because of not that I'm doing anything wrong, but I don't want to be forced to scan my thumb. You know, if somebody wants access to my phone, uh, they can't make me divulge currently. The law says. Now, is that a state law or is that because I did hear something on the news and I thought it, of you and I should have written it down and I couldn't remember if it was a at the federal level or, or wherever. I, thought I was it was like, federal. Yeah, it's, I it's, thought it's, so it's, too it's, because it's, I remember thinking to myself, oh, Kevin can use Touch ID now. No, it's <laughs> mostly at the federal. It's it's pretty much federal level because it's uh, that you can't incriminate yourself. Yeah. So they can't they don't have rights to what's in your head. And if my right. passcode's in my head, they can't make me divulge it. Right, that's been the current law, but I thought that it's a new law that was just passed that they can't compel you to unlock your device with a fingerprint also. But is that, is that when you're crossing the border? Yes, that's when it is. It's with the border crossings. Oh. Okay, so it's just yeah. border crossing. Yeah. So if you're, coming, if you're coming back into the United States, they can't force you. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't plan on leaving the United States voluntarily. So I understand. It's just a principle. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like the idea of that, you know, and no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I'm not going to use my thumbprint to unlock it. And everybody goes, oh, but it's so much easier. Well, let me explain this to you. And I tell people and they go, oh, I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. I said, well, neither am I. I just don't like the invasion of my property that way. Well, that's why you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can do it one right. way or the other. So, yeah, no matter what we, piss, you know, piss and moan about facial unlocking, we still don't have to use it. I mean, at least that's my hope. I don't think I can't see how they would make it. So you, there's always going to be a way to enter your pin because, like I said, you know, with my seniors that I work with, I think to myself, 
thank God they know how to unlock it with their four and six digit code because they'd be they'd be sunk if they had to be forced to use biometrics all the time. Yeah, I mean that's true. I know Allison was just talking on her show, the episode in the Silicast is getting ready to come out. She's got her mother in law using a more modern phone, and they've talked to her about that. And I, I think she has the problem with dry, skin, you know, skin being dry, and she has to wet her thumb to get it to recognize her thumb. Mm-hmm. And I even find that you know I'm not that old, uh, but I have I find occasionally that my fingers, the skin on my fingers, gets dry enough. The phone won't recognize, you know, I'm driving up the road and the phone rings and I'm trying to answer and it's saying, well, touch the mm-hmm. screen. I'm going, I am touching the damn screen and, you know, it's not recognizing it. So and I'm constantly injuring my, my skin with, you know, now that I have a puppy, it's even worse because I'm always getting scratched and, you know, but I'm always got, I've always got my hands and stuff. I'm really crafty and I'm just, I'm always injuring something. I'm always thinking to myself and I, and I thought this too before, before it became a thing and I thought, I look at my thumbs and they're so callous and I think, how in the hell is it going to work? But it does. My 6S has been pretty near flawless when it comes to Touch ID. It has always worked for me. And now that I have the MacBook Pro that has Touch ID on it, that one's a little iffy. It, it does work. But what I realize is it's looking for a pulse. And there are too many times where I because it's a square and it's in a circle, there's something about the way that I, that I rest my finger on it. I have to keep reminding myself I need it to, I need it to register like a heartbeat in order for it to, to unlock. If so, I yeah. just tap on it, it doesn't seem to respond as much as, as the, the touch ID on the phone. So you have to switch from zombie mode back to human mode is what exactly. you're saying. Exactly, and that's hard to do when you're a mom. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah. So. But anyway, I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do. I would like to see them bump up the max storage levels on the phones, regardless of the model. I would like to see us get now. Granted, my 256, I went from 16 gig to 256, so that was a huge jump. Um, yeah. I've got about 160, How much? 160. You have half gig, of it left. About 160 gig free. And that's he's a saving lot. that for his music collection. Yeah, it's all for my music collection. What else my, do you plan on? I mean, you you want it so in case you want to load movies onto it. Is that is that what you mainly want the space I have for? a shit ton of video podcasts on it that okay. I I watch at lunchtime sometimes when I need to. That's like uh, your portable TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that I do sense. that. I I pull down stuff off Netflix. I pull stuff off of uh, my DVR that I can put on my phone through the Comcast app. You know, so I can watch stuff mm-hmm. whenever, wherever I am. And oh, my dad does that too. Yeah, and be entertained. I don't think I've gotten he's below. He's doing it with the 64 gig, though, so he's hold, he's holding it on. It's just a mindset. You have to, you know, you either want a big bucket to throw everything in and not have to worry about it, which is nice, and you pay for that luxury, or you can be more t- disciplined and keep your phone on a diet. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that's not the, what you want to do, huh? The previous two phones, I was on a strict diet because they were both oh. 16 gig, yeah, and I said, I'm done. Not. Now, my iPad Air 2 is 64 gig, and frankly, because I have a shit ton of video podcasts on it, too, uh, it's probably, I think it's got 5 gig free right now, so it's it runs high, so I know the next iPad I get will be at least 128 gig, if not 256. That's mine. That's what I've got, 128. But Yeah, no, I know that that won't happen, but man, would I love to see... The ability to be able to modify the storage. I'd love to be able to have. Oh. I mean, there's these oh. third party stuff. And Kevin, you and I were texting about that a little bit that uh, I would love to be able to have something that really works. That's got a good interface where you can just plug the damn thing in like an external hard drive and away you go. And not yeah. have to worry about the onboard storage. Like a little um, um, 
case you well, can put on there, like a Mophie case that you would plug in. That would, you know, if that they would, would be nice. Or, if, yeah, so that nothing's they, like hanging off the bottom of it. Yeah. Right. If it if this would be like if if they would allow Mophie to do it, that, so you could have battery and extra storage oh, and have it be, be awesome. inter, integrated storage, so that because there are you know I've used several different things where you can store music on something else, but you got to go through yeah, the app. You got to play the voice is shitty though. Yeah, and you got to use the player in the app, and you just mm-hmm. don't get the advantage of the Apple Music player. Although, you know, like I say I'm not using. I'm using Amazon. I'm using a lot of other stuff, so maybe that isn't such a big deal for me. But uh, just the yeah, to have integrated storage for photos and for music at the very least, uh, or videos too, and you know, and just have it the Apple ecosystem uh, access it and treat it like it was part of the phone, like yeah, Android does. Opportunity. Yeah, because Android, you can put an SD card in there and just tell it make it part of memory, and it'll treat it the same way. And you won't well. Kevin's not, going way not always. Not it doesn't always, always yeah, work. I, yeah, because I right. tried to explore that too, and it, it's right. still not a perfect storm there either. No, but at least you can. Uh, yeah, you uh, can. It'll move stuff off. I, now, like with my uh, Fire uh, tablet, which is a version of Android, uh, I put an SD card in there, but it is telling me that my main memory is getting sh- uh, filled up because it's only 8 gig. And so um, by the time you put operating system on there, and then there are some things that have to stay in regular memory. Yeah, it's right. not 100 proof. But, you know, I just kind of wish that Apple would just, you know, do that so that, but again, you know, with Apple, you know, it's the thing I've said before is you have to get the size that you think you're going to need, which is kind of you, uh, means a lot of people are going to have to trade up or go up, which is good for Apple's bottom line. It makes them more money by getting people to buy That's up. That's where or they're you, making the money, I think. It, yeah, it know, is. really screwing and, up on storage and RAM, especially now that it's soldered yeah. in. Yeah, well, they, they take away your options, so you have to buy up. So, yeah, and I I, I – I, I'm not an Apple faithful, but I do like Apple. But that part does torque me off that with their uh, their computers and their tablets and their phones, you have to go the direction that they want you to go. I can't agree. I can't. I can't agree with you more. And I am an right. Apple faithful person, yep. and that's the thing that pisses me off the most right. is that you you get pushed over a barrel when it comes to the storage space and and the RAM. Now, it used to, what for me what it means is it it devalues it. It takes away the value. It used to be mm-hmm. a good value. I used to always get incensed because people would piss a moan and say, oh, Macs are too expensive. When you would actually do the math and do a longitudinal study, you could see that, no, actually a PC was more expensive because of all the viruses and all the money you have to spend on it to fix it and to keep it going. When back, you know, what, how many versions ago? Well, my 2009 that my son has, I guess that was one of the last ones that you could do it with where you could crack the sucker open yep. and put in your own RAM upgrade and your own hard drive upgrade. I, I was able to extend that thing. I used that thing for, for seven or eight damn years and it's still, it's still a very usable machine. Now, of course, I've, I've handed it down to my son, but that's the point. It still has value. It mm-hmm. is still a valuable piece of equipment because now he'll get at least another two two years out of it, at least, maybe more, or or we'll then repurpose it for something else. Think of all the machines that you have sitting around that you can still do stuff with because they have that value because you could extend the life on them. And now what's what's upsetting me is that that lifespan seems to be getting smaller and smaller as time goes on because of the restrictions on the uh, on the onboard storage and the RAM well, being soldered in. 
that and then and you know this is one of my pet peeves too is when they neutered the uh, Mac Minis and so you're stuck with you can't even you they won't even give you certain options because at least you could get a Mac Mini with a, like the one that I'm using right now to record this and I you know I had to buy an older one not one of the new ones with a quad core in it and some you know and it was upgraded with memory and a, a SSD um, mm-hmm. so that you could uh, get something that was usable. Now, if you want to get something, if you're going to be doing some heavier work, sort of, let's call it medium work, Mm -hmm. uh, where you would need a little bit more than just a regular mini, uh, you're going to, they're going to want you to go up to the iMac, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to have to pay, you know, more money for that. And if, so those people that are in the middle there, they get kind of screwed over because they could do uh, quite a few people could do what they need to do with the you know, like the the Mac Mini I got here, but that doesn't exist anymore. So you have to go underpowered Mac Mini or go up to you know the uh, the iMac, mm-hmm. uh, and they're just forcing you to make uh, and you know of course now I also think back at one time. Uh, Apple had so many different versions of computers. I think probably when Steve Jobs got there, I think he started paring things down a little bit. But there was like, I don't there know. There were clones too, weren't there? Yeah. Well, even yeah, after the clones, a little bit. But even yeah. after the clones, there was so many different versions. Even, uh, well, like I said, we were even talking about, you know. All those pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah. And yep. even uh, talking about, um, you know, the iPads. They, they were getting a little wild there for all because you had the, mm-hmm. the, the you know the ipad mini and the mini 2 and you know and so they're we don't Damn. want <laughs> the pro. You know, their their product uh codes get you know just they were going crazy but now you know and it's not a matter Getting of a little androidy <laughs> yeah um now i know just, people but, get incensed when i say that but come on there is so much fragmentation yes um but you know then like say is the problem is so, but then they you know okay so they needed to not confuse consumers too much with too many options, but now they've gone the other direction so that you need, you either have to go here or you're going to have to pay more and get this thing over here. And I, it just, it just bugs me that they're kind of forcing you to go in the direction that they want you to go. Not so much the way the consumer wants. It's definitely been a lot more handholding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the, with the iMac, if I, when God forbid the time comes that I need to replace my beloved iMac that I have here, I'll probably get a, another 27 for one reason. The fact that I can buy it with a certain amount of memory in it, then when I'm ready, I can put more RAM in it easily. The hard drive and stuff, I'm not worried about farting around with anymore. I, you know, because yeah, you do external hard drives and stuff, even yeah. if they don't work very well. <laughs> yeah, well, I fixed that problem. Uh, oh, but, did you? I yeah, want to hear I, about that later. I unplugged it. The, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it was a simple fix. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's, that is a shame. I mean, with the Mac Mini, the Mac Mini was the perfect machine. And right up until they made this last change, you know, when they ha- still had the version that Mike has, that would have probably been my next Mac. Because as I've transitioned over to using my phone and my iPad for a lot of the stuff I do, except for the podcast editing and recording, mm-hmm. I would have you know, probably bought a Mac Mini. But now that they've neutered it, I mean, I don't know that I would still buy one. Because uh, once I start pepping it up a little bit, the damn thing's $1,000 again. So it's like, yeah. well, what the yeah, hell? Well, I just got this, this brand new 2016, which doesn't feel as brand new anymore. But, <laughs> you know, you remember how excited I was. But yeah. the mind map that I had to make just to make all those mm-hmm. decisions, and I ended up... 
because of everything else that I wanted to do. And I was hoping that in the future, and I still have hope uh, that I will just be able to expand the storage. I, I skimped on the hard drive. I only got the 256. And so far it's holding its own, but I do feel limited because there are times when I think to myself, gee, if I had some time and some energy, I would like to do some more video production. But that is that requires lots of storage. And so then I kind of feel limited there. So it's the it's the limiting it's the hand holding. And then an uh, 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 <laughs> that seems to be going on. Is well, yeah, I mean, it's just like on my I, I bought a two terabyte drive in this Mac when I bought it. Uh, and I run I'm using right now. I'm using just under one terabyte of it. Which is fine. I like having that extra room. You know, if I start to do something big, I don't have to panic. Boom, mm -hmm. I can just dump it on the drive and I'm fine to go, ready to rock and roll. But, and I mean, you know, and that's the whole thing with the the iPads. The, then you uh, got to back it up and that becomes an expensive habit to support. Yeah, well, we've got to, <laughs> I've figured my way around that, so, so mostly. Okay. But, I mean... Again, like with the phone, I, I, I was cost conscious. I had 16 gigs, 16 gig, you know, that's what I had to do. And I said this time I could go to 128, get myself some breathing room. And my wife said, well, how much more is it to go another to get the max? I said $100. She said, do it and keep the phone for a while and you'll be happier. Uh -huh. And yeah, you know what? My next question, how long do you plan on keeping it? Because, I mean, these phones in our family, nothing goes to waste. So... My kids are still using the four S's as their their little, you know, toy phones, basically. But now I've got a middle schooler who soon is going to end up needing a phone in the next year or two. And, and, and that's getting tempting. And it could still service as a phone. You know, it's still plenty usable. It still has value. Oh, I, I plan to keep this phone uh, three and a half, if not four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think four years is probably stretching it a bit because my dad did that. He was on the four S and. He went from from an eight gigabyte because remember when they had that little ninety nine cent yep. job? You, we grabbed a couple of those. Uh, he had an eight gigabyte four S and upgraded to the seven plus, a sixty four gig seven plus. So that was quite a, a jump for him. And he's still, I mean, I'm so I'm, I feel so much better that he has that now. It's so much easier to help him out, and they don't have to really worry about him, you know, just filling it up really fast or running out of space on it. So I, that was a really good fit for him. That needed to happen. Yeah, I just, just... Like, it seemed like it needed to happen for you. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, until they will not update the OS on this, I will probably keep it. Mm -hmm. Because I've got so much money, I bought my phone outright, you know, and I'll buy the next one outright. But, and that's the reason I'll do it, is because I own it, I control it, you know, for the most part. And we'll see where I go. But I'm sure I plan not to buy another phone at least until 2020 at the earliest. So no fun for Kevin. <laughs> You're going to have to yeah. live vicariously through everybody else for a while. Oh, but I didn't say iPad, did I? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Mike, what do you think? You have the, the 329. See, there we go with the numbers again. The uh, the iPad regular what the hell? <laughs> right. The, uh, the what they just released one, recently. Yeah. See how hard this one, is? Yeah, 128. Uh, yeah, I think that... You got 128 gig. It was yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I bumped it up to because yeah. Again, I didn't want the storage 
you know, problem that because uh, you know, at least I have too many devices that not enough storage. So I went with the 128. And, yeah, and what I'm do looking. You think of it. Do you do you like it? Because I'm thinking yeah. about after I'm waiting for the announcement because I don't want any other surprises. And of course that could still happen. They you know, released. Right. Ooh, Apple released a, another app. You know, iPad upgrade and didn't tell anybody. Uh, but I'm just waiting till after the, the the announcements, and then I'm pretty much ready to pounce on that 329 iPad. Yeah. Because well, for me, I don't. What is it? I, I think it's going to be a 32 again. I think yeah. for that price, it is. And I don't really need. I mean, yeah, the, the games take up a lot of space, but we're not using it for the videos and things like that. My main needs for an iPad and I, and this is a need and not just a want anymore is I need something that will run iOS 11. Now my 6S will, it just might not be really as great, but I, I need it for my, for my work. I need to be able to eat my own dog food and I need to be able to, to instruct people and train people on how to use this stuff. So I need to get one that's going to run iOS 11 and then what I want, and this is kind of more of a want slash need, I want to be able to teach my kids, I want the kids to learn Swift and, and play Swift Playgrounds. And then we can't do that on the fourth gen right now. So um, I'm not too, too concerned about storage, but I definitely need something well, that's going to run the operating system. The fourth gen what, Melissa? iPad. Yeah, she has the a... iPad Air, no, iPad no. Air 2? It's the before the iPad Air. Right. Okay. Just because I have the Air. iPad Air 2 and I can not Swift on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. My four is the cutoff. So once uh, once iOS 11 comes out, this will be it. It, it. it can't be. It's at the end of the line. It's it's end of life. It, it cannot be upgraded anymore. Now I might get some service updates. Like I might get some security updates in the operating system. It's it's running 10, um, but you know who knows how much longer that's going to last. So you know we're we're getting we're getting pushed to that that level now where. Yeah, we'll repurpose it for something else, and the kids still play their games on it, and it still makes them happy. But I need something that's got the latest operating system so that I can learn all this stuff and come and talk to you fine folks about it. Yep. So before we move on to our picks this week, um, Elisa, did you want to tell the listeners about what happened to you? Yeah, I want to hear about your phone. No, I'll, I'll keep it brief. My, f- Yeah, I saw that, Mike. This fly is just, like, zipping around you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you having a Breaking Bad moment? Hmm. <laughs> Probably so. True. My, I have an iPhone 7. It'll be a year old in <sighs> October. And it's been acting funky for a really long time, but I just assumed it was software. Like, it, I would come back home and it would not find my Wi-Fi. And my computer was fine. My iPad was fine. And the only way to get it back was to reboot. I'm like, okay, whatever. He did all the process of elimination. Yeah, you know, everything. I don't know what was going on. So I figured it must be some sort of software glitch. So I got to deal with it, whatever. So Friday night, I plugged it in before I went to bed, as usual. Get up Saturday morning, go to get the phone. It is black. Because mm. normally when I take it off the charger, you know, I unplug it. It gives me that home. It gives me the lock screen. Yeah. Nothing. Mm. And I'm tapping it. And I was like, Bad words are coming out of my mouth. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, my God, it was right. worse. And I'm tapping and I'm tapping and I'm pushing all the buttons. Nothing. I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do here? And I plug it in again to a different, a different outlet. Nothing. So then I bring it downstairs and I plug it into my computer. Nothing. Like, oh, my God. My, I, but the thing was, I couldn't hit the home button. The home button huh. would not depress. Oh. So I didn't know if it was on but I was unable to see it. I, I did, or was it completely oh, dead? That's so 
I called, um, I called out, I went onto the Apple website and I said, call me. So they called me and I, well, let me backpack. I made an appointment with the Apple store. This was Saturday morning, made an appointment with the Apple store. Couldn't get it till three fifty today. I'm like, mm. I am not going till tomorrow afternoon with Without no phone. phone. Right. So I called and I figured they're not going to be able to do anything for me, but what the heck I'll call. So I call, she did some troubleshooting, nothing worked. I figured she couldn't. And she goes, I said, can you get me into the Apple store quicker? And she's looked and she said, no, I can't make an appointment for you, but they do have walk-ins. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Well, so as it happened, I had a friend come up yesterday from out of town. We were planning on going to the mall anyway. So as soon as she got here, I'm like, let's go. So we head down to the mall and I said, told them what's going on. And they said, okay, go sit over there. I said, how long of a wait do you think it'll be? They said about 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> no, we were probably, probably an hour by the time we walked in to the time we walked out. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. And the genius that was working with me, he was working with two other people at the table, but he's troubleshooting it. And he goes, yep, it's dead. Gave me a new phone. <gasps> wow. Oh, wait, you're really cool. Okay. This had a much better ending than I thought it was. <laughs> well, I'm still under warranty. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because you said it's what? 30 days. 30 days left. Yeah. Oh, my warranty. you were lucky. Otherwise, it would have cost $319. Ouch. That would suck. Do you have Apple Care on no. that? Oh, I see, do I do. Yeah, I did get Apple yeah. Care on mine. I do Apple Care on my laptop, but I never do it on my iDevices. I'm, I'm so I, I, I still had no phone till the end of the day because mm. I started to do the iCloud backup. In the store, and he's uh -huh. like, "No, don't do that yet. You, you have yeah. to do the update first, the ten point three point three update. It was still running ten point two because it just came out of the box." And, and he goes, on the shelf. "Yeah." So I said, "Well, can I just leave the phone here in the back and let it do all its updates?" And said, "My friend and I will go shopping, and we'll come back like in an hour or so." Couldn't do that, so oh. I just said, "I'll wait till I get home." And unfortunately, yeah. my last iTunes backup was months ago, so I couldn't do iTunes. I had to do the cloud, uh -huh. so I just carried the phone in my pocketbook and as soon as I got home I just you know but what a pain in the neck you got to re-sign into Dropbox and uh -huh. Facebook and everything re-sign into everything and blah 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 and when did this happen this happened overnight Friday night so this was yesterday uh, okay okay so then where are you out with it I, I had I was yeah I didn't I had no phone I mean like no where's the backup at and it was when they restored Restore process. I back up. I backed up for my club. But you've already finished the restore. It's done. You're back. Oh, I did up. that yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. So about how long? So what size is it? How much? How much data are you talking about pushing? Oh, okay. So 120 gigs. You restored from iCloud. Mm -hmm. About not quite 24 hours. Oh no! This happened all like a couple hours. Yeah, I did this yesterday. Yeah, when nice. I got home. Okay. Wow, that's good. However, and Kevin, uh -oh. you can relate to this. It did a number on my watch. Oh no! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I had to repair. I had to repair the watch. Yeah. Well, said, that okay. kind of well. In order to sense. repair it, you have to delete all the info that's on your watch. Uh huh. Yep. And that backs so up the iCloud too. Right? I lost. I lost all of Saturday's data. Oh shit! Because I had walked. We went to the mall. I had like lots of steps gone. First day since January first, I didn't make it for my standing goal for twelve, <laughs> you know, twelve hours, which I would have had it kept my data. Also, when I plugged it in 
it did not take Friday's data. Mm. So when I look on the activity on my app, the activity app on my phone, it shows zero for Friday. Even mm. though I did, I went to the gym on Friday, I, I had my steps, I had my activity, I had, I, you know, I, I reached all three goals. But according to my app, zero. Mm. It did accept it from the watch. Mm. The other thing that's strange is I had three friends, you, Melissa, Ken, and somebody else. The two of you returned, he didn't. Oh no. Oops. And like, why did Melissa and Kevin show up, but not, not we're Tom? awesome. So uh, I, 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 I send a message and I said, do I show up on yours? He goes, yeah, you show up on my watch. I said, well, then how come you don't show up on mine, but I can see his activity on my phone. Oh, Jesus. That's strange. So it's not on my watch, but I can see what he's doing on my phone for today. Well, according to my watch, you're not dead right now, so that's good. I'll yeah, I have to go know. check and see. I think I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. Test. yeah everybody, everybody check your watches. Look, go look for Elise. I didn't do I didn't do any exercise today, but I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> so if I check it right now, let me see if he came back. Because I told him I'm gonna give it a day or two. Yep, yep. I see you. You've got six thousand yep. sixteen steps. Is that accurate? Six thousand thirty one, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told him I'm going to give it a day or two, and if it still doesn't show up, I'm going to unfriend him and refriend him. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> not a shameless plug here, but I'll have to find out uh, which episodes it was. We actually did talk about this troubleshooting because Jody and I had that problem, and it ended up being on her end. She had to. We 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 got all the way up to the point where I was like, "All right, let's draw straws." He's going to sign out of iCloud. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> how we ended up. She ended up signing out and signing back in again. That's how we fixed it when I was having the trouble, you know, that I share with you guys. I signed out and back into iCloud, and it seemed to fix everything then, and mm-hmm. we seemed to be good from then forward. So, you think maybe you might try that, Elisa? Sign yeah, out. I'll have to try in. that. I'll have to try Except that. For that because I'm all every store, could, which I probably should do anyway, because I noticed. Um, got up this morning. Now, of course, the phone's plugged in overnight. Get up this morning, and I look. It says. You've never backed up to iCloud. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. It was plugged in last night. Mm-hmm. I'm on Wi-Fi. It should have automatically backed up. It didn't, so I did a manual one. Mm-hmm. I used the phone a lot today, so I was charging it again in the afternoon. Did not back up. It's a swift kick in the pants. So maybe that's what I'll have to do maybe tomorrow. Well, well, that's as bad as... It goes and text us and let us know to check. We'll check and make sure that you read. You know, it's these little things that are getting me to the, the point where and I was having a problem and I was having a problem with my computer too which I won't go into but it was just like doing all these funky things and then it kind of fixed itself I'm like what mm. the hell and I, I think, it's not just you though you're not alone because my my phone has been acting really weird and my husband's too my husband's I but his I attribute to age because he's got a 5s now for his see now it's interesting what you said about the home button because I, as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, well, did you? And I was waiting because I wanted to hear the rest of it. And I knew that this was going to happen. So on his and on mine, the home button still depresses. So you can do the whole hold in the, the lock button and mm-hmm. press the home button and hold it and do, a, I think it's called a hard reset. Right. So that's what I've done several times with his to get it alive again. But you can't do that on yours. Right. Because right. ours have, our phones have the haptic feedback in the button right so so there's not even is there no way to do a hard reset there is there There is is. and i think i think you still have to hold the home button you do okay 
Okay. Yeah, because that's what uh, the support said yesterday on the phone. I'm like, I can't. I can't press down the button. She was having a really hard time, like, getting this Trying concept. Verbalize. Like, I can't yeah. press the button. And uh-huh. then when I brought it to the genius, he's, you know, he's tapping it and he's, t- you know, doing all this stuff and he's hooking up to the computer and nothing. And then he kind of walks away and he comes back and there's a phone sitting there. I said, is that mine? And he said, yep, you're getting a new one. But okay. Nice. Cool. Cool. Do what you got to do. Yeah. So. Exactly. So how, so do you just hold your thumb on it? It's just, just applied pressure that, yeah. that makes it reset. Yeah. It's uh, your whole, it's, it's the same thing. It's just pressing hard enough so that it registers. That's what you're trying to do. The same Vulcan grip. Just yeah. Different. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Good to know because I may have to. Run, I may run into that. Let us know when you get your iPhone eight, whatever it's called. <laughs> so, I think with uh, our bitching and ranting and raving as we've done, <laughs> and our bemoaning Trip the old down days, memory lane. Yeah. yeah now, now I get stuff left over from the next show. There we <laughs> go. We'll we'll move on to our picks this week, and I'll toss a coin in the air, and we'll go with Melissa first. All right, because I'm actually prepared. Oh, I have been wanting an Apple Magic trackpad for the longest time. That is my pick. And you said it could be up to two twenty five and it's hundred and twenty one dollars. So there. <laughs> Does any do any of you have one? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Uh once you get used to it, I mean, you know, um yeah. Uh Kevin's got his uh mines in the little uh uh I've got the little thing here that puts the uh I don't know if Melissa will see oh, this. Oh neat. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so it's got the keyboard and the trackpad in one unit, so I can uh, sit someplace other than on the desk here and type. But yeah, and I like it. Uh, actually, I bought and I haven't used it because when I use the other computer, I use a trackball. But I did buy a an HP. It's not a Magic Track. It's not Apple's, but I do like trackpads. I've always liked them. I've always hated mice. Um, but uh, I like it because, you know, you, once you get used to it, the uh, tapping and everything else, it works pretty easy. And you yeah, don't have to. That. And yeah, that's why and, I want one. So can you recommend a non-Apple one that you like just as much for a better price? Well, for okay. a better price? No, probably not. It probably won't yeah. work the same way. I could connect this one. It's got a dongle you got to plug in. So I could actually use mm-hmm. that HP one over here. The thing I do like about that one is that you can you don't have to swap batteries. You can plug it in and charge it up. Oh, that's, nice. Okay. That's the one thing I don't like about this is because even before we started podcasting, I had to take out the batteries. I had to charge it up. I've got a uh, battery charger sitting here, so I always keep batteries mm-hmm. handy and charged up so I can swap them out. Uh, that's the only thing I wish is that you – know, I guess they haven't decided to update it, but I just wish that they would have it so you could just plug a – uh, just like USB. the magic mouse. Yeah, just plug it in on the side here where you'd press turn it on or something. And just mm-hmm. keep it charged up that way. And if you want to walk off, just pull the cord out and use it that way. It would be it would be nice rather than having to dink with batteries. Otherwise, I like it. Um, uh, good. That's that's good to know because yeah. this is going to be on my wish list. My my real wish list. Yeah. No. It's it. I I mean I'm okay with the trackpad. But as somebody that has to use a mouse a lot, too, just because of work, and I work with right. Windows computers, I'm not as enamored with it as some people are. I haven't gotten into all the gestures, and um, I, I mean, I use some of them. I don't use a tremendous amount of them, but, yeah, I'm okay. The only problem I have is occasionally I think I'm one place or the other, and I'm trying to click on my trackpad or I'm at work 
kit in my <laughs> mouth and it goes sailing across the desk. So, mm. you know. Yeah, like a phantom muscle memory or something in the wrong yeah. place. It's, Do you guys use a gel, like a wrist rest or anything like that? Any of those that you can recommend? Because no. no. I need something to support my I, I That's going to be my next focus of my next couple of like picks is going to be looking into ergonomic kind of stuff. I need a new chair. Now that I have this workstation, I was watching my son sit at my desk today. And I was like, oh, God, his posture is terrible. I wonder if that's what I look like. <laughs> so I need something that's going to raise me up and position me better. Well, you do know the new trackpad is rechargeable. It doesn't have batteries in it like the ones we have, Mike. Oh. I it has the little lightning connector on the back of it. Oh. I was okay. just confirming that. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, then... But isn't I... that the one that you can't use while you're charging because you charge it upside no. down or something? No, no, that's the mouse. Mouse. The mouse, okay. And yeah. a mouse has the hole in the bottom and you... It, it's stupid as shit. Yeah. And I've got a magic mouse somewhere... Is it, yeah, that's the ma- it's the magic mouse is what they call it now, right? I have a magic mouse that I got when I got the iMac just to try it. Hated that thing. Yeah, that's um, what I'm using right now that I want to trade out for the trackpad. So yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that you guys like it. So that's cool. Yes, that's a good pick. Yes, very good pick. You did wonderful. Thanks. So with that, we'll move on to the other lady Here's in the some... room. That's you, Elisa. Great. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, Mike, you we're just the opposite as far as the trackpad. I can't stand trackpads. Okay. I use mice. I I just like like Kevin, I don't like the gestures. I just I this is what I use. Mm-hmm. This is just oh, yeah. a logic. Exactly like that. And that one's cute too. Right. Like fifteen bucks at Staples yep. works for me. That's that's what I like. Mm. Anyway, my pick, I'll keep it really short and sweet. Everybody's already heard about this. Amazon Prime. $99, all the benefits that you get with it. We've talked about it ad nauseum in the past, so I'll leave it at that. Well, that's very good. I, I like your nauseatic pick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> it comes with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. And and f- free free two-day shipping on that Biz- Pepto-Bismol. That's, that's right. There you go. <laughs> and you might even get a discount because you're a Prime member. There you go. Well, when yeah. do you get to use the drone? Yeah, there you go. All right, so Elisa's picked something simple but efficient. I'll call it that way. And worthwhile. And uh, So now we'll move on to the dregs. Mike? <laughs> well, you said flip a coin. I'm trying to picture which side of this th- uh, three-sided coin I am. Apparently, you're waiting for it to end uh, uh, on its you're side. The coin. You're the rough edge. There we go. Okay, I'm the... Okay. So yeah, I uh, but anyway, so what I have here is uh, um, even though we can copy documents with our and pictures with our phone, uh, you know, by taking pictures, trying to hold it steady and trying to take a picture it gets a little iffy sometimes. And if you're trying to copy pictures, like you go to somebody's house and you want to, you know, they got the scrapbook out and you want to save pictures. Um, to try and take it with the phone gets a little iffy. So what I have is the uh, Viewpoint Magic Wand Portable Scanner with Auto Feed uh, Docking Station. So this is one that it's got a little docking station. You slide it in there so you can sh- uh, slide things through like a sheet feeder. But you can pop it out. And this, let's say you want to copy a page out of a book. You can take it and just run it down the book and it'll oh, copy it that fun. way. It is. Uh, so, yeah, and like I say, if you want to – and, you know, this is a little – I still consider this a little bit more accurate, a little bit better than just taking a picture with the phone because if the lighting isn't quite right, um, 
you know, it's going to, the, it may turn out a little funny this way. You know, you're, it should scan properly, you hope. Um, and like I say, you put it on your desk, use it to scan documents up to eight by uh, eight, eight and a half inches wide. And I think, uh, I was trying to find a spec here. You could run a bunch of receipts and papers through this thing. Yep. I wonder yep. how fast it would do it. Well, you know, um, it probably won't be the fastest thing in the world, but it wouldn't it's be. It's not like a bad. scan snap. Um, no, yeah. not nearly that fast. Right, and it, it'll copy it to an SD card. Um, but I think you can also cop uh, plug it in by USB cable into your computer and copy the pictures over. It says it has OCR software. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably be. Well, of course, uh, OCR software has gotten a lot better um, over the years, so it probably wouldn't. You know, I'm I'm sure it'll be basic, but um, you know, wouldn't be bad. And at 149 dollars, uh, Amazon price here anyway. Uh, I didn't think that was too bad. So you can you know scan PDFs or JPEGs. Um, so if you you know travel, you need to scan stuff. You know, it'll give you options. Like I say, you can either the sheet feed stuff through there, um, or you just pop it out and scan a, a page or scan something or whatever. So basically, you can kind of get three sheets to the wind with this thing if you really want to. <laughs> Very well, nice. Because if it's slow, you know, you have a little bit of a drag, and by the time you get done scanning all your paperwork, you will be three yes. sheets to the wind. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. and this one comes with a uh, uh, travel carrying case and an eight gigabyte micro SD card. For $149. I didn't think that was too bad a price. No, it's not. I, it's a nice little portable scanner. That's a really great pick. I like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I chose my pick this week based on all the natural disasters we're having and, and everything. And I actually saw this. I forget where I saw somebody else talking about this. But I chose the Eton, or Eaton, I don't know how you want to say that, FRX5 hand crank emergency weather radio. Because I do kind of like the weather, in case you hadn't noticed. But this is one of those things that you can crank to get juice. But you can also ha it also has USB ports, so you can charge your devices should you need the power and the power be out. So it's a very cool device. It looks cool as shit, too. I mean, this it thing does. is just yeah. wicked yeah. looking. Something from Tron. Yes, that's exactly yes. But, I mean, you've got a radio. You've got a weather radio. I mean, a light. I mean, if it flushed the toilet, that's the only thing it can't do at this point. Well, yeah, and it, this would be the perfect pick for me because I'm kind of cranky anyway, so there you go. Exactly. I mean, I have a couple of these crank uh, radio lights. I can see one sitting on the back corner of my desk. I have two or three in the other in my drawer here, but they're just radios and lights. They're not, um, they're not this where I can charge my stuff from it, you know, so... And, you know, if you're sitting in the dark, what better way to pass the time just than just turning a crank for hours and hours and hours and hours to generate electricity? <laughs> or I get the hamster well, to run on the damn thing. I don't know. There you go. Well, did it say how long you have to crank it to uh, for um, it to be charged up? Let's see. It's got a solar panel on it, so it charges the internal battery in about five hours. Um... I'm trying to see here. It doesn't really say what it takes to get the full wattage that I can find. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, crank the hand turbine for four minutes, and you'll produce enough power for 10 to 15 minutes of music, news, and weather, or one minute of talk time. 
Yeah, for your phone, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that wouldn't be too bad. No. This thing just looks cool. Like I say, it'd be cool sitting around, you know, crank it. Just, it if it's heavy enough, you could smack a zombie upside the head with it, too. It could be used in the zombie apocalypse, but I have my chainsaw and my shotgun for that. <laughs> so. And a wire wrap baseball bat. There you go. Right, Lucille. <laughs> I don't know that reference, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Lucille, ugh. <laughs> I think he named his bat. I've never watched The Walking Dead, but I listened what? to the memes. Oh never God. seen it either. Wow. I no, don't. I just call the I just call The Walking Dead Monday morning. You're like averse to pop culture, aren't you? I am. <laughs> Definitely. So, because my my kids keep my my oldest keeps saying I want to watch The Walking Dead. I said then pay your own cable subscription. <laughs> On Netflix, she, uh, but I won't let her give. I won't give her the password to get to it. <laughs> I said, get your own Netflix. Sub- get your own Netflix subscription. Too bad. Oh my god! I just the whole concept of it just bugs me. But yeah. I'm not going to go down that route. Not going to go there. Not going to the next show. Oh mighty pod me Oh mighty pod me <laughs> Mellow out here. So. All right, why don't we uh, let the listeners who are still around after our ranting, raving, bitching, complaining, and everything else uh, know where they can find us. We'll start with uh, last in, first out, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Well, you can actually go check me out. This is a shameless plug, but I'll do it anyway. Go check me out over at intouchwithios.com. I just got done converting our website, so I'm pretty proud of it. So go check it out and click all the things and, and, and tell me if it works and leave me some comments and stuff. Uh, everywhere else you can find me online at the Macamami. Make it really simple for you. I'm touching my iOS. <laughs> Not in public, please. <laughs> yes. Is it touching you back? Yes. <laughs> okay, never mind. Feedback, baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's go have a listen okay, to the show and to make it dirty. Jeez. Yeah. Go, go have a listen to the show. It's good. I'm catching up okay. on the back episode slowly, so. But it's good. You and David do a great show there. Thank you. So, Alisa. Okay. At Sensei on Twitter or at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out for the podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. Very quick, very short, and sweet. Just the way you are. That's right. Short <laughs> and sweet. There you go. Michael. No, no uh, glowing words for me. Well, anyway. Um, All right, like asshole, how can they find you? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got that right. Anyway, uh, if you do want to hear more from me um, in my, you know, whatever falls out of my mouth, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, DSC Chipman, or I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And as long as everyone else is throwing in plugs for their other podcasts, you can go check me out on Sci-Fi Tech Talk at sci com. We're going to have a planning meeting tomorrow night. We're going to get ready for shows going forward. And so, you know, we'll we'll start getting – well, we've been releasing some new ones, but this is some stuff that we had stored up. We're actually going to start – sit down and start getting uh, some more uh, recorded. So um, we're – you know, like I said, we're getting our uh, stuff together, and we'll have some more out there soon. Get your doo-doo all in one bucket. There you go. <laughs> 
folks, if you want to find out more about me, most of my ramblings end up on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you can find links to other crimes and atrocities I may have committed in the past. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And you can also leave us reviews and comments in iTunes. Those are always appreciated and help the show get discovered. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing to you, despite the blood and gore at the beginning of the show and the ramblings of old farts. You know, that's just the way it goes. Go get your tetanus shot. Yeah, go get, yeah. This is the show that requires a tetanus shot. We'll go with that. title in there somewhere. (laughs) Because because we have a rusty package. There we go. Rusty (laughs) package requires a tetanus shot. There we go. There you go. Yep. So, folks, do please go over and leave us a review and comment in iTunes. That does help. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you this week. And please remember, if nothing else between now and the next week we talk, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchards, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.lets-talk.ie.